And we're live. All right. Even with Rafi here? Yeah. What, why, why is Rafi here? I, I just want to tell you, screen? Rick. Can we, yeah. can we talk about how you guys had a show without me last time? Yeah. And, I, and, I, can't believe and, you, I can't believe you went forward with it. Well, oddly enough, it was probably the best show we've ever had. In fact, uh, I think our Nielsen, I rating, our Nielsen ratings were at an all-time yeah. high. Chris and I were able to finish sentences and complete thoughts. It was, it was great. That's, I don't know. I wanted to lead off today. I've never had so many texts following a show. Like that was the best show. It was so much fun. I don't think anybody got cut off. I've never had such positive response. And I don't know what the, the common denominator is for our past shows, but I think somebody wasn't with us. Yeah. Who, uh, who, who texted you? I'm curious. Well, let's see. Uh -oh. It was, uh, your wife was the first one. Um, okay. I have, oh. uh, I don't know if I should say their names online. There's some pretty important people. Um, a, a man named Travis. I'm just reading through some messages and I, I won't say exactly what they said, but man, that was the best show. It seemed to have a lot of flow. Uh, Fish in the Lone Star sent me a long text. I don't want to read his. Hopefully he calls in today, but hopefully I don't maybe All right. maybe All right. fishing fishing the Lone Star and I have had in and out what a burger be from day one. So he doesn't count. Fair enough. All right. Well, you know what? We'll let the we'll let the public decide. They can call in and weigh in. I think we'll have that line open. But you know what? I'm glad you're back. You have a beautiful I'm face. Glad, I'm glad I'm back too. And uh, I'm glad that you and Rick are not going to be able to finish a single sentence or thought. That's my mission <laughs> for this uh, for this live. All right. Well, let's give it a go and start hey, hey, this fix. Show. Uh, why don't we give it a go and uh, start <laughs> wow. the show? Wow. <laughs> Guys, it's me. I'm back. What's up, party people? We're like, Mads, come on. No, no, no! All right, this is this this show is taking a turn for the. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on everyone welcome to another episode of monster bass live we got a great show for you today uh i don't know where you are in the country but it's a little cold where i am and so uh i thought it might be a good idea to talk about cold weather fishing um but before we get started uh you know last week uh we gave away five rods or we said we were going to give away five rods and i think chris gave six away so uh i just want to uh say congratulations to justin andrus Matthew Drago, John Ellis, Chaz Maxwell, Brian Rand, and Adam Lacey. And if I mispronounced your name, I do apologize, but I know that Rafi took care of all you guys, so your rods are either there or they're on the way. And uh, we got plenty of more giveaways for this week. So uh, do me a favor. If this is your first time tuning in, make sure you hit the subscribe button. We're live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Pacific. Hit that thumbs up. It'll help keep me out of therapy and boost my ego. And uh, we got plenty of giveaways this week. You know, we're going to give away three things. We're going to give away a big box of baits to a golden ticket winner. So if you've got a golden ticket, and you know you do because it comes in your Monster Bass box, just write down, uh, hit the thumbs up, put your golden ticket number in the chat, and fix you'll take care of you at the end of the show. Uh, we got another big box of baits that uh, Chris will pick somebody that calls in or whoever he wants to give it away to. And uh, we're giving away a reel as well today, and we're going to let Rafi, whoever wins the chat, give that one away. And, um, and we'll, uh, we'll make sure we announce that before the end of the show. So 
You know, uh, before we get started, I want to celebrate some. Uh, I want to celebrate uh, some PBs because you know we exist for one thing to help you have more fi- more fun fishing, and so that you can uh, hopefully become a better angler. And uh, so I want to celebrate some people today. So I'd love to celebrate uh, Myron Radinsky. Three pounds, 15 ounce PV, PB on a KVD Dream Shot. Uh, Steven Ward, five pounds, 12 ounces on a Zoom YouTube. Elias Scott, six pounds, three ounces on a crankbait. And Steven Lucas, six, six, six on a jig. And Gavin Nelson, seven pounds, one ounce on a ribbon tail worm. On a ribbon tail worm. Impressive. Um, You've got your PB, or you just got a really great catch, you know, send it to us. Uh, you can hit up monsterbass.com slash PB. Fill out the form at the bottom. If we name you during the show, uh, we'll send you a little something in the mail. So, uh, yeah, so there you have it. So why don't we uh, fix you? Why don't we get the guys in here, see what's going on? What's going on, guys? Just, you know, it's good to be back. It's, it's cold. It's really cold up where I'm at. So I'm wearing the snow hat. We're talking about cold water, cold weather. I'm ready. Let's let's do some cold water talk, I think. I love that. Yeah, Rick and I were just talking to Fix offline about how it's uh, scheduled to rain at 730 tonight here in Rick's backyard. Yeah, right here oh. in my backyard. Wow, that's pretty good. I, it's, yeah. The schedule already happened here. It's already raining. So we're it's winter time. I think we went from this fall transition and we're like, we're jumping into winter, at least here on the West coast for a little bit. I know other places, they got a heat wave coming, so they'll be warm for a couple more weeks, but yeah, it's exciting. Got stuff going. Yeah. So, so let's talk about that. So what, what does that really mean? When we talk about cold weather fishing, right? Like the weather temperature in Michigan when it's cold and the weather temperature in Alabama when it's cold are two different things. So what does cold weather fishing really mean? Yeah, you're, I think you could, you probably, those are fighting words when you're going to talk to a person in Texas, what's cold versus Michigan. I'm going to tell you fish metabolism starts to change in water. And I'm not a scientist on this, but around 60 degrees, fish start to do different things. And then talking regionally, we have to start talking and isolating species, largemouth bass, the big green fish, they're going to act a little different, obviously in different water temps, spotted bass for sure. They can swim up and down water columns a whole lot in the wintertime. And then you have, of course, smallmouth. So if we're talking specific bass, bass act different by species in cold water and cold water regionally. I think it really comes down to the seasonal change wherever you live. I mean, I'm in Northern California and around here, like I don't like cold weather personally. So I think that dictates my own idea of cold water. But you get down to 60 degrees, the fish have definitely started to change. Uh, scientifically, the land changes temperatures a lot quicker than water does. So if you think of the ocean, the ocean temp versus the land temp, it's about two months behind on the water change versus land change. People don't always think of that. So the water, yeah. I have a question (laughs) then. (laughs) I love this information. He's like, wait a minute. This is what it is. Let's go. What do you got? the, The land temperature changes quicker than the water temperature. Is that what you're saying? So every night in california say it's going to be 40 degrees it may get as high as 70. your water does not have a 30 degree change now we're talking air temperature but the upper surface of the dirt when you touch that and we're not talking about arctic tundra but we're talking about the land definitely fluctuates faster than water water holds its heat longer than dirt does 
I'm, this is just scientific oh, okay. crazy things to understand. And then as fishing, this is our hard problem of fishing. We all are like the water temperature is 65 degrees. Well, your sonar equipment and your, your surface temp is all we're talking about with water temp. So that's the understanding of where you're reading the water is really just a small view of what the fish are feeling. And most of the fish are not living in that upper 12 inches. Okay, so maybe this is a stupid question and perhaps can't answer this because you're not a scientist. But from what limited knowledge I have of cold water fishing, right? Mm -hmm. Bass, their metabolism slows down and they tend to find places that are either warmer or attract uh, prey. So they don't have to fight as, as hard or work as hard for their, you know, for their meals. So why is it that like, it seems to be common knowledge that in cold water, you want, you want to hit structure like rocks. Um, and one of the reasons why is because the rocks help retain, uh, the heat of the water in the surrounding area. Doesn't that seem to run counter to what you just said? You're, you're, I tell you what, you're a scientist. What you're, what you're understanding is, is the rocks can hold heat. They can heat up in the water right around it. It's kind of an opposite thing. And it gets really deep really quick. And I don't want to go too far off topic. If you're fishing a tree and a stump growing up out of the water in the summertime with the direct sun, the water's warm, you're going to throw towards the shadow in the winter time. You're going to throw towards the sun side because that fish is trying to get warm and it can be as little as one oh, degree. Difference. I see. But you're also directly right is the, the metabolism of the fish slow down. So I think the step back when Rick is talking about what's cold water, I think right now we're in this transitional time to recognize weather is the important factor in fishing. And we're talking about low pressure, high pressure. When uh, Do you have any deer around where you guys live? And this is this question to consider other animals versus a house, a house cat or a house dog, domesticated animals. When a storm is coming, animals generally move to go find food before they can't get out to get food. Fish are the same way right now where you have these storm fronts coming in. They, they pre-feed before this pre, you know, the low pressure. And then there's this doldrum that happens after the front. So that's, that's really what's going on. Same thing with the winter. It's like, oh my gosh, we have this fall feed. They're seasonally eating, not just so much as directed with the storm eating. And so you start to cue into other animals and you're going to start to see, hey, I can follow these bass. I have great success on these days. And then understanding when it's cold, we're gonna have to go and find the fish where they live. And the fish are not hibernating, but their metabolism is down and they're down in the lower, deeper water. I, I so, think yeah. you also, you, you nailed it for me when you're like in the, in the uh, summertime, you cast towards the shadows. And then in the wintertime, you cast towards the sun side. And then that makes sense because the sun hits the rocks. The rocks heat up quicker than the water itself. And in turn, the heat that they give off raises the temperature like one or two degrees. That makes perfect sense. Thank you. You're, you're ready to go fish. Let's do awesome. this. Let's go. First, I got to find deer in our area. <laughs> I, don't, I have deer all over my backyard. And every, like two days before the storm, like, I don't know if any of you have an injury, you get old, you're like, oh, my knee's hurting, a storm's coming. Animals connect with the temperature. They don't have their little apps on their phone telling them it's going to rain and they need to go find food. They just historically go find food. I mentioned the dog. We used to have a dog that run underneath the bed a day or so before because it's kind of needing some shelter. It's kind of nervous when the storm's coming. So that's the thing is you cue into the animals. We're, we're chasing animals. We're hunting fish. And so you got to understand their behavior, what's going on. Huh. Well, I mean, I could sit here and talk about cold weather and the baits that are in November's box, but I think I'll save yeah. that for later, especially since they didn't arrive. 
so I can only talk Dang. about it. I can't show it to <laughs> you. Oh. Well, okay. I have a question for you, Rick. Yes. If cold weather is subjective and what cold in Michigan is different than cold in Southern California, and you're putting together a box of baits specifically for cold weather, how do you put something together that kind of compensates for the different degrees and changes in temperature in, in different regions? Well, then you simply uh, break the country into regions, Rafi, and then send different baits to the people in Michigan than you do to the people in Florida. And do you have reach? You're saying regionally specific boxes? This is like groundbreaking yeah. information. Groundbreaking. Wow. This is, this is, and, and, and some, some months, some months we do a better job than others because again, it can, it's always subjective too, right? Because just because I think that you can throw a spinnerbait in whatever, in what, in a given month, in a given region, you might disagree with me. And probably most of that comes down to, you know, your personal preference, but that's where I think, you know, the subscription of monster Rest kind of helps because I'm going to send you the baits that we think are a good fit for your region this time of year. And then if we give you the tips and, you know, around how to use it, I think it just comes down to being open to it. And I think for most of us, right, we're creatures of habit. So if we always throw a, a lipless in cold weather, we're probably going to always throw a lipless and may not be willing to try uh, something else. Can I, can I jump on that real quick? I think that's the beauty of the box is you get these baits. And if you're looking with an open mind, being humble enough to learn something from an expert, um, we'll go into this in a little bit, but here you have this bait that a lot of people know is the Alabama rig, a rig umbrella rig. You mentioned a spinner bait. Most people don't associate this spinner bait with wintertime fishing. This is literally half of this. We know this bait has been attributed to catching a tremendous amount of fish when the water's even at like 40 degrees. This is the same bait. It's just smaller and it's a little less of the protruding arm. So that's a great way to understand, hey, a spinner bait may not always be the go-to in your mind at 40 degrees, 50 degrees, 60 degrees. That bait is amazing at catching cold water winter bass. But most people probably don't think of a spinner bait. They're thinking summertime, whatever, windy points, moving this across the upper water column. You throw that same spinner bait and let it get to the bottom like you would an A-rig, it's a great way to catch fish down deep. So you're you're spot on. It's a lot of times we have these preconceived ideas of what's going to work for us and, and we're creatures of habit. Like you said, Monster Bass Box gives you an opportunity to get out of that mold and, and become more diversified. Yeah, I might make the argument that you could almost fish, with a few exceptions, any bait, any time of year. I think it comes down to the presentation, the cadence, the uh, you know the colors, and and I think that it's just being open to trying something new. You're you're right. You could take you could take a lipless as long as it's not going to get hung up in grass. You can make a lipless go vertical like a blade bait. You can make a lipless look like a crankbait by retrieving it. So presentation, retrieve, all these different things. You're you're you have a really solid argument that depending on how you present it, you can make the bait look different. So of course that bait's going to work in different conditions. So that's yeah. it's a smart way of thinking about it. Yeah. I'd I'd love to know what I'd love to know what everyone sitting at home thinks. I mean. The hotline is open, 323-210-4180. And, uh, you know, if you call in, you got a better chance than uh, of winning something than, than the person that's not calling in. So, is the, is the hotline confirmed open? I don't know. Jared? Well, yeah. All right. 
I'm not. Did you guys bump me out? Did I lose yeah. hotline privileges? Well, sure. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, but let's get back to cold water. Well, fix these fix in that. It's, yeah. Is it fix, fix? It looks like it's fixed. It looks like it might not have ever been broken. You like it that? Might have fix, been, fix. Might have been user error. Okay. So back to uh, cold, before back cold to water. Rafi, Rafi, are you typing in underneath other people's names on the chat? Because in the chat, it keeps coming up like you are awesome, and we're glad to have you back. I'm just wondering, are you logged in as a bunch of other people? Is that what's going on today? No. So the thing is, that's a that's a very good question. No. Thank you for setting me up, Chris. The thing is, is that the winner of the chat, right, of this week's chat. Oh, that okay. Say no more. And, you get to yeah. pick the win. Uh, I because I was gonna the tell win. them. I would never pick a winner. I'm not picking a winner based on I love Rafi. So you're going to give the real to the I love Rafi. That makes yeah, sense. Historically, I haven't even picked relationships based on I love Rafi. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. first time for everybody. First time. Somebody's loving Rafi. This is exciting. Huh? It, feels, it feels uncomfortable. Oh, I like it. All right. So cold. Well, I'm just going to tell you cold water up by us. We're, we're coming out of the seventies. We're getting in the sixties. The water's going to get kind of cold. What's really neat is locally at our lake, we have this lake tech company that is, they've installed a buoy and we get to see the water temperature down every 10 feet all the way to the bottom. Really? And that we could get, we could get crazy offline about how the thermal climb and the water temperatures start to flip and the warm water actually raises as the cold temperature. There's all these weird things that happen. We're talking about just an overview of, hey, the water's getting colder. What are the fish doing? Rafi, you taught everybody right at the beginning. The fish, have you ever seen a really fat fish? And I'm not going to say a bass, but think of all other fish. Have you ever seen a really fat tuna? Yeah. So there's some fat tuna. And, and that's they grade tuna meat by basically they take a core sample and it's how much fat is in it. There's reasons because tuna being warm-blooded, it's pretty interesting. But bass are cold-blooded. So cold-blooded fish... Bass sometimes get a little chubby, but they're opportunistic eaters. That's why they'll feed up. But historically, there's really no rotundra bass. It's like overfed. They're going to eat what's available to them. And they're all kind of about the same. You got some skinny bass, some fat bass. Bass eat based on how much energy they're using. In the wintertime, they just don't move around as much. And they, they settle down normally towards the bottom. You mentioned, Rafi, some key things. that They'll settle towards the bottom where they have a steep bank where they can get up to shallow and get up to sunlight and they can get up to a warmer area by a rock or structure. They have that desire to go up there in the wintertime and they don't want to have to travel a long distance. So if you're thinking of bass, they're probably going to be hanging out at the bottom of a steeper bank in the wintertime. So they still can move, they can still ambush and they can still hunt. But climate dictates as the water is no longer fun for a human to swim in, you're probably thinking it's getting pretty cold and now you have to start changing your strategies to catch those bass. So that's that's kind of my definition is cold water. Like I, if I really need a wet seat to go out and swim, and I'm not wanting to do a cold plunge therapy, the water's probably cold to those bass as well because they're not warm blooded creatures. So how do you prepare for? How do you prepare differently for cold weather? Well, cold weather. Water? I, I I mean I cheat. I bring a Mister Heater heater out on my boat. So we my wife. We have these golf cart heaters when we we're in kayaks and instead of a golf cart heater that's actually burning propane because they're illegal on boats so i'm giving yeah, nobody yeah, yeah. the idea to do this but i bring heaters i wear a lot of clothes i hate being cold and 
understanding I like to fish moving more often. So I think it's that ADHD that I have. And so understanding presenting the bait right on the nose of the fish, understanding how they're going to take the bait, you can still get a good reaction bite, but I am not one to cast a bait and sit there and wait for the fish to catch it. Yeah. I'm going to be moving and I need the energy I've got to, and that helps me stay warm. So I fish a little different than, you know, people in the wintertime, but yeah, so, warm so clothes. You, super warm. you use a, uh, a front facing heater. I, I like a rear facing heater actually. That's what I prefer. Wow. <laughs> Wait a minute. You, you, you don't like the cold, but you used to ride snowboards. I still was snowboard. It's freezing cold. I'm getting old. I mean, I just had a birthday. So did you, do you, do you yeah. like the cold weather? I grew up in Syracuse, New York, and I moved to Los yeah. Angeles for a reason. I, I don't even, you don't need that. So, and that's, I remember when you were, you I think you were kind of whining, you were out walking in the morning and it was probably like 70 yeah. and you're like, I moved here because it was supposed to be 80 every day and you're mad because yeah. it's 70. I'm, I'm right with you. I echo that. Kelly, upstairs right now, we're, we have a fire burning, and that I promise you, it's like 85 in our house from burning wood, and it's it's perfect. It feels so nice. So she, she had a friend come over, and her son actually had to take his shirt off in our house today because she has the house so warm. So yeah, I prefer warm weather. It's all good. Go ahead, Rafi. I'll let you no, 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 no. <laughs> I set myself up. I just like you, you dodged all of that so well. That was nice. <laughs> oh my God. As I was saying it, I was trying not to say it. I was just, I was already going yeah. and it was fine. So, all right. Warm, so, warm, so, warm house. So, you like to throw moving baits when it's cold out. I get it because, I mean, no disrespect to the drop shop, but just dropping in the water and just sitting there and going, so I, it I, sounds horrible. I brought one of my favorite ones you had in the box a while ago. It might be kind of hard to see. What is it? Um, it's the Lunker Hunt. I think it was called like the Big Eye. It's the Tailspin. Oh, so Big Eye Tailspin. The, the Big Eye Tailspin. I'll hold that back up if I can get a view. I know it's with the lighting. It's kind of weird. If you, and I'll just throw it down. If you think of shad, if you think of bait balls of fish, and they're they're also coming together in deeper areas. One of the easiest ways to target bass is to search for those bait balls. Birds are one thing because the birds will sw they'll actually fly in, swim down. And if you have great sonar, whether it's forward facing or bottom facing, down facing, you can see the birds swim through these bait balls and go and catch the fish. Mm. And so the bass historically are underneath those bait balls. The bait are swimming around. They're running into each other. Some are falling out. And so those bass are just forage feeding underneath the bait balls. If you can throw a bait like uh, whether it's a spoon or these tail spins or blade baits, that's, that's my favorite wintertime fishing is throwing a bait through the bait balls, working them up and down vertically and just catching a whole lot of bass. So that's, to me, that's my favorite wintertime fishing. And I'll, I'll go, I mean, this is right there. You're talking like a 10 inch flutter spoon and yeah. you're not getting a small fish to eat those things they're going after a big meal and you're basically throwing that thing right on their nose and you're just moving a lot so super fun way to fish all right so you like blade baits spoons things like that that may what are you guys at home like what are you throwing when the water gets colder i want to know call in and, and let's talk about it um rafi yes we did some cold water fishing last year uh we did yeah, we also yeah. did some cold water scaring away French Canadians off the reservation. We that did. was a lot of fun too. We did. What were you throwing? I think I was throwing it just a Nedrick. I was throwing like whatever is really simple 
and they say you're supposed to be patient with it and just drag it along the bottom, that's what I was throwing. I was catching a lot of seagrass and weeds. Well, that is the St. Lawrence, though. I mean, yeah, that's a tough <clears throat> body of water to be throwing stuff down on the bottom. Yeah, but uh, the first day was fun. First day was fun. Yeah, second day was a little windy, and I couldn't feel anything. Here's what I want to know. I want to hear from is Cotton in the is Cotton in the chat? Cotton sure is. Cotton, I want you to call in. I want to know what cold means to you in Texas. I want to know what the water temperature what what cold water means to you there, and I want to know what you're throwing. So do me a favor, hit the hotline. I'd like to hear from you. And then and and, and, and with a caveat that that okay. one time two and a half years ago or three years ago when it froze over for the first time in a hundred years doesn't count. Fair enough. Here I thought you were just gonna just reinforce the two minute rule kind of thing. I thought you were I didn't know that's what you were gonna talk about, but no, no, no. at this point we need Cotton to call in. He could talk for as long as he wants. We got no one in the queue. Maybe nobody knows what the uh what the prize is that uh for the for best caller. It's a pretty big Ooh. box of random baits. I mean, I could pull it out. Yeah, let's see it. I think uh, I'm giving this thing away. Yeah, you sure are. Should I just give away the yeah, knife that... too? Yeah, do the knife. No, don't give away the knife. The knife's pretty good, right? I saw Rambo back in the whenever. Someone gave that to me. Uh, the boxes of baits are over by Fix, so I can't actually go get them. But they're pretty darn good. There's probably, I don't know, 40, 50 baits. 40, let's just call it 40 baits in each box. So it's a pretty good Cotton, Cotton says he's calling. Yeah, Cotton's in the chat. The chat is filled with people given that, I mean, that's, it's so fun to read what people are talking about throwing. Well, hopefully they'll call in, but jerk bait, that's a, it's a no brainer. That's a go-to. That's just a moving bait. You can suspend it. You can hold it. You can twitch it. It'll settle. You have spy baits that are kind of a newer bait that's out there. It's a little bit more difficult. I'm not really well-versed. That's a bait I mentioned. I want to catch a hundred fish on a specific bait before I feel I can talk about it. I had a person that texted me after I said that the last show, he's like, some of us don't catch a hundred fish in our whole life. And I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm just saying, okay, I get it. I, I, like I said, I've lived by an aquarium. So having these other baits and trying them, people are talking all in the chat about what they use in the wintertime. Let's, let's get a caller and, and talk. Cause it is fun regionally. I think it's different. And like you're saying, creatures of habit, we do things that are successful. So I think that's really important to key into that. And then, like you said though, Rick, any bait presented, I think honestly can work if you present it the right way. So all right. totally. before, before I call in uh Chauncey, yeah. I, I just want to say that John Ellis is in the lead with his comment. Just because I had to go up a belt size. Doesn't mean I'm, doesn't mean I'm a fat bass. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're not, Hey, we're not judging people. That's no, we're not judging yeah. bass. We're not yeah. judging people, but it's bass, bass body confident over here. It's all fine. Yeah. <laughs> Bass body confidence. Yes, positive bassativity. Well, I don't know. Bassativity. I like that. All right. What's up, John? That's a new month. Yeah, go ahead. Hello? Hey, Rick, Chris, Rafi. What's going on, man? Man, I just got off work and went to the dentist and they just wrecked my mouth. <laughs> so my I, mouth is like super sore right now. Are you jacked? Are you jacked on no <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Fix. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just sore. Yeah, they didn't give me a cleaning. Okay, you have my permission now, Robbie. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> so 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 
So Chauncey, how's it going, by the way? Besides yep. the obvious, it's been going good. I haven't talked to you guys in a while. Yeah. What do you have? No more PBs down at the border, right? No. Okay. No, the border mission. I'm done with that now that I'm retired now. All so. All right. Well, no good. more military for me. So. All right. Good stuff. Thank you for your service. Now, tell us about cold water in Texas. What does that mean to you? What's the temperature? How do you prepare differently for it? And what are you throwing? Okay. Well, first off in Texas, uh, there's a lot of lakes in Texas, believe it or not. Um, there is your regular lakes, but we here uh, in Texas, there is also a lot of power plant lakes. And a lot of guys in Texas actually migrate to those power plant lakes during the wintertime. And there is some phenomenal fishing in these uh, power plant lakes during the wintertime. And Fayette is one of them. Fayette has produced a ton of good fish. And that's where I got my PB this year also. Uh, and I'm telling you, that lake is, is really, really good. Um, there is, I believe, nine, if I'm not mistaken, nine power plant lakes here in Texas. And usually the water temperature stays about 90 coming out of the discharge and about 70 to 80 in the rest of the lake. Now, in the regular lakes, your water temperatures go down to about 40 to 50, somewhere around there. Um, pretty consistent with the air temp during the wintertime here, so it doesn't get too awfully cold unless we have those freak storms that came through like a couple years ago with the ice storm. Yeah, that was brutal. But uh, yeah, mostly they stay about 40 to 50 in the winter in the in the Texas lakes, but those power plant lakes, all fishermen here in Texas migrate to them during the wintertime. And then, uh, you know, in those power plant lakes, you, you basically could throw a, a summer pattern in those, in those power plant lakes during the winter. But on the regular lakes, you know, you got to go back to your winter pattern, which is like what, what Chris had, a spoon, a jig, uh, a fluke uh, that is weighted so you can get down on like rock cliffs and stuff like that. So, but yeah, that's, that's the way it is in Texas. Yeah, you're nailing it. Those power plant lakes, when you have a discharge, if you think a nuclear power plant, they're cooling a reactor that man-made warm water you've just changed the season that's really what's happened is you've kept those fish where their metabolism is high as long as there's bait fish there's some kind yep. of forage food those fish are going to keep moving you're going to get a reaction bite year round that is a that's a unique special opportunity and that's that's something that people that key into that's why the fish their growing season if you think about hibernation and you think about eating constantly you get huge fish in those lakes so con congrats on figuring that out oh, that's yeah, one of those things do. that you don't, you never really think that through. It's like, oh my gosh, if you don't have that in your area, that's a reason to maybe migrate south to Texas during the winter and go and fish a warm water lake when <laughs> you just don't have that. There, there's something to be said about people that catch bass ice fishing as well. That's a whole nother idea of the fish never stop eating. They just don't have to eat as much, but they also just don't expend the energy. Mm. They're still happy to eat a big meal and you can put the bait right in front of them. And that's kind of this ice fishing idea. People are nailing it in the chat. Again, they're just, people find out ways to catch fish. You imagine if you needed to eat fish 
as a human, you're going to still go out and try to catch fish in the wintertime. You just got to find out where they're at. Generally speaking, when it's colder, they're going to get down towards Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. There's kind of delay. Sorry about that. Um, Yeah, with with one of the uh, key features of the power plant lake is that, you know, the fish spawn in a regular lake once a year. In a power plant lake down Mm. here in Texas, they spawn up to four times in the lake because the water temp is so high. Yes. It stays long. That's I talked about having this false, like a fall spawn. That's what happens if the water's warm. Bluegill will spawn every month at the water's over 70 degrees. And that those lakes, they're going to spawn every month. So you have this whole bait fish, forage fish. You have fish that are just growing like crazy. So you're pretty special opportunity. Then the other part is, is you have current moving that water that is going through a thermal reaction on the discharge. Now you have current and you have other places to fish. You have eddy lines. It's, it's kind of a it's pretty magical. I don't know if, if people probably have a preference of saying, oh, I wouldn't fish anything like that. It's the same thing as a backed up river system and they're releasing oh. water. East coast, you talk about the lakes, they may not be generating power, but a lot of times they are. And that's when it's like the fish react to the tide in the California Delta. They react to feeding windows reacting to when they're letting the water go through a lot of those lakes. So it, it's all, it's really when you have a man-made weather station or you have a man-made electricity discharge that's all weather it's you're talking about tides you're talking about moving water you're talking about temperature fish are reacting to weather whether it's man-made or it's nature made so those are the things to key into yeah i would think that i would think that a a a body of water that has discharged from a power plant like that would be i mean i'm guessing it would be easy to fish if it's spawning four times a year but at the same time like how do you plan like your i mean the weather i mean it would be so unpredictable because it's 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 not just it's not just based upon what's taking place outdoors that power plant is discharging water and just i would say it's turning it into a circus in the water yeah, that's the, you're yes, you're exactly you right. You are correct Fish, uh, on that. Do you? Tra- I was going to ask. Can you? Do you? Yeah, do you track? Right? Yeah, I was going to say. Do you track the weather and use that? May basically not the weather, but do you track the discharges in fish, knowing when they're releasing water and not? Oh yes. Oh, definitely. You you. There's an actual uh, power plant uh, website here in Texas that you can actually track when they're going to turn on and off, and uh, if, when you go to the park ranger, they'll tell you the time uh, when you go into the park. So, Rick, what I was going to say the, is they get soon the, as they, that react, as soon as that reactor kicks up, they they uh, they the fish get real active near that discharge. As soon as they get, uh, soon as the turbines get kicked on, so. Yeah, it's, a, it's opposite. Good. I mean, the great call to, to key into that. They're playing God because they're controlling the weather. They're controlling the discharge. So it's less of a circus. <laughs> they get the plan and go and fit. They fish exactly when they want to. They know when the fishing is going to get good. They actually physically get to turn on a switch and it improves fishing. So good for you for figuring that out. That's that's cool insight. Hey, Chauncey, I, I don't know if you picked up on that, it. but uh, uh how would you feel about all of us Californians coming over to Texas? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I that's, mean, I just made, Cali- a, trip. That's California you know I just made a trip out there to California, and uh, 
you know, while I was out there in San Diego, man, beautiful, beautiful weather, constant weather, man. I was like loving it. I didn't even want to come back to Texas because as soon as I got off the plane here in Texas, it was a hundred degrees. I was like, dude, get me on the plane. I'm going back to San Diego. <laughs> you, you do know what the cost of that weather is though, right? Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's actually what it is. It's seven dollars a gallon. On yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. I, I was oh, just yeah. in I was just in Tennessee and I, I walked in. I, I was filling up the car and uh, I bought a bottle of smart water and I, I found myself laughing because I walked outside. I looked at my receipt. I had paid three forty nine for the bottle of water and two ninety nine for the gallon of gas. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Smart. Yeah, it's anyway. real smart. I like it. <laughs> yeah, where you went back to uh, in that area of Tennessee, that's where I grew up. I know. And uh, as a kid there. Love it. That's where I learned how to fish, actually, at, uh, at uh, La Fall, North Dam and stuff like that. Yep, yeah, it was right there. Perfect. All right, so you know Chauncey held me down uh, when I visited him in, uh, in Texas, you know, where he introduced me as Rafi from California and then said, but no, 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 not, not that California. Um, so Chauncey, while, while I appreciate you for doing that, so I didn't get, you know, killed while I was out there, I'm still going to drop the call. Um, and, uh, and well, we got somebody else. coming. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Chauncey. Thanks, Chauncey. That's all good. All right, buddy. Yeah. It was good talking to you guys. I'll see you. All right, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that delay he was talking about. <laughs> hey, 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 I lived in Texas for three years. Those are my people. We got to be nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was nice. I told them. I know. Actually, you were. It's nice. You know, we could do a whole episode on just getting the background story on Chris. Surfer, it's, it's a... snowboarder. Uh, he makes socks. Lived here, lived there, has eighteen hundred grandkids, and married his high school sweetheart. Like we should like do a whole episode on that, and then we'll come back and we'll do we'll do a follow up on Rafi. We should, we yeah, should, we really should have whoever this unknown caller from Big Sandy, Tennessee, is uh, ask Sandy. Chris a question. Okay, great. Let's do it. Go ahead, caller. Hello. Hey. Hey. Yeah, this is Shane. No close. Sandy. Shane, how are you? I'm doing fine. I got my first box today. Yeah, and I'm oh, I'm excited. Yeah, I, I like everything. Great. So I'm also uh, the questions. I have one question. Uh, I like to get past box like that live target box. Is that possible? Yeah. So actually, I don't have a live target box. I have a lunker hunt box. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let everyone in on something right now. I've got a special that went out today to, like, the people on the VIP list. So if you're not on the VIP list, you okay. want to get on it pretty quick. Uh, you want to text VIP to, f I think it's 46083. Uh, I'll find out for sure. Um, but if you, go, if you go to the website and there's a section for previous month's boxes or one-time one, one boxes, you can use code 1024 and you can get a box, buy one, get one free. Nice. Yeah. Today only. Yes. So. Uh, also, I, I got to have a question about the uh, ticket here. Okay. So, uh, 
once the, the number is called out and it doesn't match, do I throw that ticket away or do I hang on to it for like next week? Yeah, I would hang on to it for next week. Oh, so it's not just for, it's good for this whole month, I guess, sure. the whole month of shows? Absolutely. Okay, excellent. Even better. Yep. Uh, is DHL always, is uh, DHL delivering the rest of my packages? Uh, I don't, I don't know. What'd you order? What'd you order? Uh, I didn't order anything. Uh, I just, uh, just the monster box. I I ordered that, you know, my first subscription box, I guess is what I'm trying to. Yeah. uh, Probably DHL. Uh, we use DHL, UPS and FedEx. And I know in the chat, people are going to light me up and tell me DHL is the worst. And I'm going to tell you the analytics tell me otherwise. The analytics will tell me that DHL is by far the best. Now, listen, in different areas of the country, DHL is great. FedEx is better. UPS, it's hit or miss. They're all, you know, they all do. They're the all the worst. Things. They're all. So. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, hey, it is what it is. I was just curious. I also used to work for a competitor. I will not mention. Oh, mention it. And, uh, uh Rhymes. Okay. Oh, and FedEx, but I did printing for FedEx. Uh, okay. Believe it or not, yeah. I used to own their own printing shop. Amazing, amazing. So, so let me ask you a question. Yeah, Do you uh, have... so, Go ahead. Yes, sir. I was going to ask you if you had a question for about either the baits you received or, or you know, you got a question about cold weather fishing or you want to just tell me about your favorite baits you like to fish this time of year. Rick, I have a question for you. Okay. <laughs> oh. My my question is, do you have a question for Shane about like the baits that he received or fishing this time of year? I do. Good question. Shane. Do you have All right, here Yeah. Do you have a question about the baits that you received in your very first box? I I have no questions. I do like. <laughs> I tell you what, so the monster uh, bass worms that were sent yeah. for this month, nice, sweet. I'm impressed with those. Well, we're going to talk about and those. I'm obviously, in- I'm impressed with the whole box. What also surprised me is the uh, big name products in there. I said, "Whoa, Bagley! Whoa, Yozuri! I loved it. Great. Uh, uh, I'm happy. The Good. chunks, they're excellent. Excellent." I'll give the the hooks out. I haven't tried those yet, but I'm going to give them a try. Amazing. Especially their finesse hooks. So I love finesse hooking. There you go. So, Shane, what's your PB? What do you mean? What's your personal best, your biggest bass? Oh, uh, wow. I'm 60 years old. So I've hit the over 10 pounds a couple of times. Uh, I don't keep that, you know, I let everything go. I would say my personal, but let's just say 10 pounds. Good for you. Good for you, man. I tell you well. what, the, first, uh, the first time I moved to Big Sandy, you know, we're right, uh, Big Sandy River, Tennessee River. First day I moved here and went fishing. I was uh, trying to get happy because I went through a divorce. It was snowing on me that day. The very first cast I threw, threw a tiny uh, uh, crappie spinnerbait. Okay. 
and caught, you know, a six pound bass. And man, I was hollering and these duck hunters come around and, well, you know, they saw the bass and it, it was just a great time. I said, you know what? I think I'm going to like Big Sandy. Love it. Love it. Well, listen. Hey, I, I love the show. Thank you. And I, I hope you love the boxes. I hope you tune in next week. Oh, and, yeah. I'm ready for another one. Yeah. And uh, I really appreciate you taking time to call in. So thank you so much. Yeah, I watched the show. Like, uh, it, it only took a week to get my box. So that's not bad, right? Yeah. Uh, I think last good. week was the day I ordered and I watched the live show. So it's only been a week. Good stuff. So, hey, I'm all happy. And this, this one, this one yeah, is man. much better, right? With uh, three hosts instead of two. How do you like the three host format? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I see you got room for a fourth. <laughs> no. All right. Yeah. You know what? You know, nice talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, that's awesome. All right. All right. All right we got Stephen Scott from Memphis. What? Let's go. That's the hype, man. So, whatever. It's and oh, the you hype, man. Call me when you come yeah. to Tennessee. Well, yeah. I was here you for I was here for a very short time. I had to go straight to the convention center, stand on the convention center floor, and then leave the convention center. Uh, it's all good. You're on the other side of the state anyway, so totally, totally. And it's it's seven hours or so from from me. But anyway, uh, so my number one in the winter time because we do get cold here. Uh, I'm throwing a blade bait first. Uh, shiny, bouncing it on the bottom. Sometimes I'll cut the front treble off so I can drag it even more. Bounce it over there, you know, and, you know, it just seems to work. I alternate between that and big soft swim baits, just rolling them on the bottom. And it's pretty simple. I mean, they're going to either eat something really little or they're going to eat something really big. Hmm. Smart man, smart man. Hey, have you ever seen the, the blade bait hooks it. look like a? Go ahead, keep going. No, no, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, you're good. I, uh, I yes. think I know what you're going to ask. Where they're actually made with two trebles instead of three. No, the blade. There's some blade baits out there that have like a frog hook on them. Yep. So they actually exactly what you're talking about. They're frog hooks, and they go back on each side. So there's not a treble hook to be caught up. They come over structure. They don't get hung up in rocks as much. That's something you can make an adjustment to your blade bait. Really cool way to fish a blade bait. Yeah, and and you know I'm I know I'm going to lose some. Fortunately, yeah. they're not terribly expensive unless you go into the JDM or, or some of those. But um, you know, just getting it down there and you know, and the funny thing is, I'm much more successful with a blade bait than a than a lipless, which is similar concept. Yeah, I, I actually tease. I call a lipless. A, it's a hollow bodied blade bait. I grew up fishing a blade bait. The Johnson Thin Fisher, I think they're like $2. I don't even know what they cost. That's what I first found out the success I could have with a blade bait like that. And and the reason you throw them so far, you can cover a ton of water, yo-yo on them back. You can fish them vertical. Like you said, you're going to get hung up. But at some point, you're going to put that thing right on the nose of a fish and you're going to probably end up with a bite. So super, super fun way to catch fish from the wintertime. Oh yeah, it's it's actually I prefer aside from freezing my nuts off, I prefer fishing in the winter time. I, I'm just more successful. Um, you know, I think they're more predictable than than you know when they're just out 
roaming everywhere. Um, they just seem a little bit more predictable, and um, you know, I can I can bundle up. <laughs> Smart man. No, they congregate. That's this whole thing. Is yeah. spawn happens, and all the fish will come up and spawn. Half the fish quite often will go back and live their life in the deep water, and then half the fish stay up shallow. Wintertime, those, those shallow water fish retreat, and now you have, again, all the fish down deep in the wintertime. So you really think about your chances of success to catch a fish. When they're all congregated in one area, you have a better chance of catching something out there. So, you know, your law of average and science now, working on your side. Yeah, I was just going to say the other variation, something that I've gotten into in the last year is, and primarily with Berkeley because they have them, but is the uh, slow slow rise or or suspending tanks down there where, you know, where they're not floating up right away. And this is, this is year-round, you know, it just depends on the depth, but especially, you know, you put it out there in front of their face long enough, you know, just that natural predatory action. And yeah, they're gonna, know, very similar. Like I'm not a big jerk jerk bait guy at all. So I've started using the fit side or um you know, any of those Berkeley baits that, that will suspend a little bit or even adding a little weight on the bottom of them or changing the hooks to a little bit heavier where they will truly suspend. Because for some reason, you know, I've caught fish on a jerk bait but not consistently. So right. I found for me using that it's similar um similar concept no it's good fish what you know can i ask you how long you've been fishing uh seriously about four years i mean i've fished my entire life but really truly uh right before covid uh decided you know what i really my kids didn't really like catfishing because it's just so slow and boring so i said hey let's get into a little bit more sport fishing and um and then of course covid hit and got all the time in the world to be out distancing so uh you know that's about when i found monster bass and uh the rest is history that's awesome no it's a good story i mean understanding you like fishing almost better in the winter time that's it's kind of unique, but I think it's it's indicative of your way to find success catching fish. That's, that's awesome. Congrats to that. I appreciate that. Now, uh, I really any, hate that uh, when I used to travel all over the place that I didn't fish in California. I used to, I, I worked for AutoZone and oversaw store development and built one in Clear Lake, built one all over the Delta, built them everywhere and just wasn't into fishing like I am now. <laughs> Yeah, I bet you wish you were fishing more when you're hanging out in Clear Lake of the Delta. But yeah, it, it's still here. Come on back anytime. We'll go fish. I, I tell you what, I love California. So, uh, you know, the cities are what they are, but the rest of California is some of my favorite places in the world. Yeah, we feel we probably all feel the same. So it's good. A <laughs> yeah. little bit, a little bit. So. Well, listen, man, thank you so much. All right, guys, well, I'll, I'll get off here. And... That's a good idea. He's doing his, he's doing Rafi's job. Great talking with you. Yeah. Keep keep us posted. Yeah, I already let him go. Once he said, I'll get off of here, I decided to help. Yeah, I knew. I could see the hand. <laughs> How are we doing on time? We got, we got three more callers in yeah, the queue. take it. We'll take those three. 
All right. Go ahead, caller. Hey, what's up, Rick? What's up, Chris? What's up, Ralphie? This is me, Steve. I called last week, and I got cut off from somebody. Oh. Just kidding. That would be oh. Jared. <laughs> How is that possible? Yeah, it couldn't no. have been me. And then I was scared. The spirit, the the spirit of Rafi got you. We apologize. Oh, you're fine. No, I was just wanting to, um, about that tournament that I was talking about. Well, okay. I finished 64, but the last day was terrible. I wanted to ask Chris, what would he use because the water was so flooded really bad that I tried a jig, I tried a worm, nothing. What, what, what would Chris use on a flooded day? Yeah, if, if the fish are going to move up, oftentimes, depending on the time of year, of course, and depending on water temperature, if the fish have new access to new shoreline and it is flooded, I'm going to probably throw something up into that shallow water and move it and try to entice a bite. I'd probably throw a bladed jig to start and move it across that flooded area and hopefully entice a fish that's up. He's checking things out. He or she, I don't know what the fish is, but there's gonna swim around. There's gonna be a lot of worms and things that are coming up out of the soils that's recently flooded. The smaller fish are moving up into some of the structures. So something, if you can fish flooded areas, if you could throw a buzz bait to entice them, to, to show something's up in there, um, that's the thing to call some fish towards you with a real loud, noisy bait but then throwing that bladed jig, I have a lot of confidence in a bait like that. Uh, it depends, of course, if there's some wind and no. some texture. So there's a lot of variables, but I would try to move the thing yeah. around. The other thing is that you could throw, I'm a fan of the Neko rig, but I fish it kind of fast and I'll move it. Again, it's, it's a big Cinco style bait. You're bouncing it through some of that cover and moving it to see if there's fish up in there. So right. um, depending on the shoreline would really dictate the style of bait and what I'd use. If you could do a, a shallow diving crankbait, um, a square bill, something like that is another option to kind of deflect off some of that ground. But right. if it's flooded, if it's flooded and it's grass, you got to be careful with the bait like that. But if it's flooded up on a rock area, if you can see where soils transition from a sandy bank to a rocky bank, right. so many variables to pick and choose. Like that's, I just try to pick a side, you know, the structure of what's going on. And, and if it's flooded, is it the Creek arm where the water's coming in? I think those fish will feed up into those channels sometimes better. So Hopefully right. that kind of tickles something in your brain of like, next time, maybe I'll look for that. And, and really your job quickly as the water level has risen, you need to find out where those fish are and oh, quickly wow. assimilate. them. Yeah. You got to assimilate the pattern. It's like, we got to pick up where are these fish at? Are they up really shallow? What kind of structure pieces are they on? And then once you catch a couple of fish, you can go and find the similar areas that duplicate the same setting. And that breaks down your pattern. Right. So for me, I, I just try to cover some water and see if I can entice a bite. If it's not working quickly, change size. If, even if you're up in the right exact area and there's fish in there, you may not get them to, to bite. So go from a bigger bait to a smaller bait. Um, I mentioned before, if you could throw a big swim bait up there and just see if you get a follower, not necessarily catching them. Super hard to do that in that. a tournament. Yeah, I mean, throw a swim bait. You can just do a constant retrieve and see if a couple fish come out and and follow. You got to have some real good sunglasses. So definitely make sure you got your polarized sunglasses right. on and you can see what's happening. A lot of times with flooded water, though, it's going to be murky. It's going to be dirty, so you can't really see if there's a follower. It so it's just so many variables. That's the thing. It's just you know, I keep doing it. Keep doing what you're doing, and don't be afraid to just you know really go in and and cover a lot of water in that new murky flooded area. Cause a lot of times that's the fish are doing the same thing as you. They're right. up investigating and you got to give them something that's loud. Cause they're probably right. not going to see it. 
And when you say loud, it's underwater. So something that vibrates and moves water could be a spinnerbait, bladed jig, but that's what I'd go for. Right. Yeah. Right. Next time. There's and always a cool thing is. About, well, not a question. Well, thanks for that advice, Chris. I'm going to use that next time if I come to flooded waters again. <laughs> yeah. Because I, 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 I caught shit. <laughs> that happens. Anyways, that happens. Cold water thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, stop fishing. Water thing, stop I fishing in the like, toilet. At the river a lot. I use a rattle trap. Good yeah. choice. Yeah. In a cold water, I use a lot of rattle trap in cold water, and I bounce it off rocks. And I caught really nice sized smallmouth. Yeah. Down at the Mohawk River. Nice. Did Did you have another question? I heard you wanting to ask something else. I have a question for you, Rick. Yeah. Yeah. Rick, I want to know if uh, you have a question for Steven about whether or not he has another question. Why? Why? <laughs> why, why? Steven. <laughs> Steven, don't, don't listen to Rafi. So you're using a lip list. You got another question about cold water? Do, can I ask you a question? Do you like fishing cold water? That's true. No, I don't. <laughs> All right. I really you know don't. What? And, I'm going to, I'm going to offer this suggestion, which we, we don't talk about as anglers. There's a reason it's cold. If you don't like it, the fish can use some time off from all the fishing pressure nowadays. So it's a great time to get some baits <laughs> in bait boxes. You can learn online. There's all kinds of monster bass videos. They're teaching you how to use those baits. There's nothing wrong with going out and practicing technique. If it's too cold, you know what? It's okay. Right. I, I don't like, I don't like it either. So, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. But th thanks for calling. Thanks for the update. And, you know, next time, get out there. Keep covering water. At some point, you're going to find a fish. Yeah. Thanks, Steven. All right. I'm going to. Yeah. Bye, right, buddy. All right. Before we take our next call, mm. I think I'm ready to call the uh, the winner of the chat. And it was actually really Already? difficult. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, we're, we're, about, we're about three quarters of the way through the show. I don't want to save everything to the end. Okay. You know, what if a great comment? What if there's an amazing comment? Are you ready to are, seriously? You're doing this? Yeah, I'm ready to call it. I am. I don't. I'm so just. I might give away a random prize if an amazing comment still comes up. I'm just telling See, you because you you can. I don't want. You do I can that. do that. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to make sure they notice. Don't stop commenting because even though you're going to reward them, there's still a chance. Keep going. There's still a chance. Well, it started out with Wyatt Collier. Very simple and elegant. His comment was, hi, daddy. That did not win, though. <laughs> then Beth Langston talked about how she had a, uh, a new kayak, but it was unused because she stinks at backing her, uh, her trailer up, which I thought was Dang hilarious it. and tragic. Dang it. That's um, too bad. Yeah, then Patrick Schaefer bumped her out of the winning spot because he said talking to Chris is like opening up a monster bass box. You never know what you're going to get, which I'm assuming I like was I saw complimentary. I, I saw that. I took it as a compliment, so it's yeah. fine. Okay. Hands down, the winner is uh, is Dew Fishing, who posted in the chat that he caught his uh, his PB at five pounds six ounces. Like, how how could we not make him the winner? Using Monster Bass to crush your PB. Congratulations, Dew Fishing seventy six. Email us at uh, marketing at monsterbass .com, and I will send you. Your brand new reel. Doesn't he get a? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Okay. All right. Let's figure Should out we, who we're talking uh, to. Go now. to the final 
two calls or whatever it is? Sure. Let's do it. Hello? All right. Hey, guys. Doc Holliday. Doc, how are you? What's up, Doc? Not too bad. And I called you I guys get it, a couple Chris. weeks ago. Um, a couple weeks ago um, here in Florida. Yep. I love winter fishing. Because you're in Florida? Here in Florida. Yeah. 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 yeah that's, well, in the summertime, it's so damn hot. Choices. <laughs> Choices. Yeah. Your, you know, your winter so, fishing, right your now, winter so fishing is, is our summer. Yeah. Yes, pretty much. Yes. <laughs> like right now, it's beautiful out. Um, but the fish are moving now. So there are fish up here or down here are going to the shallows mm-hmm. big time, you know, so we're doing a lot of top water. Now, why are they going no, to the, why are they going to the shallows this time of year? Because it's warmer. Warmer. Uh, the the water is getting warm for them. You know, it stays, well, they just go into the shallow water in the winter. Okay. You know, so it stays warmer for them there. And that's where we start throwing it up in there, you know, and then start catching them. So I was out there just the other day, and so they're moving. So they stay a lot of them in our channels. We have a lot of channels down here from, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess, there are a lot of old crops and stuff like that, you know, um, that they just filled in with water, flooded them. And so we stay in the channels most of the time. So I'm trying to find out where they're moving to, you know, because they are definitely moving from the, sh- the deep water going into the shallow water. Um, and I was out there the other day and I was using some of your stuff, which, by the way, I love the one thing that you sent out a box about two months ago. It's a crawdad, like a translucent color. Um, and I'm trying to use that because it's beautiful. It's beautiful in the water and everything else. I just haven't caught nothing on it yet. But I'm, I'm determined to catch something with it. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so now we're throwing a lot of frogs. That's what I'm doing. Love you know, it. And I'm just trying to find out where they're at. Are you, you know, catching fish? Are you catching? trying to find are out because they're moving. Yeah, are you catching fish on frogs right now down there? Yes. That's awesome. And and for us, we're catching fish, and that's the thing is yeah. this fall transition. The fish, even in our lakes, has, it hasn't gone to true winter fishing. You get this fall time, and everyone starts talking about buzz baits and frogs and things in the shallows. They're really feeding up, thinking of the seasonal change. And so you'll have this, this moment where the fishing can be dynamic and amazing. And if it's a pre-front fishing day, and it's fall, and they're feeding you can have probably the best fishing of your life. And so Florida goes through that seasonal change. I've fished there just a little bit, but you do have fish that move up. The sun is keeping that water in those shallows warm. You're lucky. And I know the same as in Texas, and they were talking about that. You can do top water pretty much year round. And it's really just a matter of finding those fish and finding what they're eating, looking at the bait fish and the forage fish that they're consuming, trying to match that whole that, that hatch the same size and the same style of movements. Uh, you're, you're in a special place of our, our country to fish and have great bass fishing year round. So, um, you know, good for you for, for capitalizing on that. We're, I'm a little jealous as it's going to be like 40 degrees here soon. I may have to call you and come visit and say hi. So that's oh, awesome. Hey, anytime, anytime got extra space. There's no doubt about it. We've got all these beautiful places here, but I'm, I'm trying to get ready to head up North, go up towards Apple mountain up in that area um fish up in there but i don't want it to be too too cold you know um so it's actually perfect down here right now so i'm thinking about just staying here for a little bit and going up north maybe closer towards um april or something might be a good big big don't leave don't leave fish to go find fish yeah just stay where you're at it sounds perfect so get after it yeah okay 
All right. Well, hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it, man. Enjoy watching the show. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Doc. All right. All right. Take care. All right, Robert. You're on. Hello? Hey, Rick. Hey, man. How are you? How you doing? I'm good. Pretty hey, good. Chris. I'm Robert Cox. Hi, hi, I live up down here in Texas. <laughs> right on. Uh, I, just like you said, I mean, we're we're one of the places that got topwater fishing all year round. Lucky. Uh, I think y'all were talking about uh, what we, what our favorite for the winter fishing. Yep. All right. I've always been real partial to those. Uh, it's kind of like a Cinco. Uh, well, it actually probably is a Cinco, uh, but I always text rig it with no weight. Okay. Uh, but it, I, I live out here at a, a private lake out here just outside of Athens. I'm probably about an hour away from Lake Fork. Nice. Uh, I think you've been down here one time before for a fishing tournament or something. Yep. But... Uh, we, I, we, y'all sent a, uh, a lure one time in the monster bass box. Uh, I think it was like a Japanese lure or something. Uh, it was a long and skinny, kind of like a dirt bait, but, uh, it had a propeller with the skirt mm. on the treble hook at the end. Uh, I believe uh, that was from a band of anglers, the dart prop pro. Am I right? Okay. It's good memory. I, I think you might be right. I, yeah. I, boy, I, I used that one time out here. I had a huge bass that just followed up clear to the bank, and I just barely missed that sucker. Oof. But, Oof. Uh, but on on that Cinco, I, my personal best was probably about a, a seven and a half pound Dang. out here at my lake. Nice. Good for you. But... Can I ask you something? We always uh, like to I give mean, tips. When can I? I want to yeah. ask you when you had a when you had the fish following that bait, and it sounds like it was maybe like a spy bait, prop bait, or something. Whether it's top water, underwater, and you see a fish trailing it, what did you do when you're retrieving it and you notice that fish? Did you change your cadence? Did you pause? Did you speed up to try to entice a bite? What did you do as an angler to try to get the fish to take it? Well, I'm, I'm still a pretty pretty inexperienced angler. Uh, oh, that's, that's all right. Only a no, that's why. I, that's exactly a, what. Yeah, uh, I kind I'll go ahead. You just hope, and uh, yeah, I was going to tell you this is why I'm, I'm giving you this insight is when you're seeing a fish follow, they're enticed, they're following. It could be because they don't like that bait fish in its neighborhood the opportunity here is for you to do something that will entice a bite, which will strike something with that fish is just its natural instinct. And so they always talk about a reaction bite. Ideally, when you have a fish coming towards you, the couple options are to pause and let the fish get closer. A lot of times it's against everything in our nature, but to speed that bait up, you can twitch it with a rod twitch. You can lift your rod tip and it'll start to go up visually vertical from that fish. So 
I'm just giving you some ideas in the future when you're seeing a follower and it's getting close to the boat and nothing's happened you need to do something to try to get that fish to bite. So don't be afraid. Nine times out of 10, if it follows all the way up, what's going to happen is it's going to see you or it's going to see the boat and then it's going to turn away anyway. So try to do something next time and, and you'll start to see, wow, that fish actually took it right when I twitched. Then throw that bait out again and start to yeah. twitch it. And you'll see you're going to catch more fish further away from the boat reacting to that motion you're doing. So that's a cool way to figure out the pattern. But just giving you some insight. Yeah. Yeah, I'll need to try that next time. Actually, Heck at yeah. that moment, what happened, I was I was fishing from the bank, and it was right as I was fixing to pull that lure out of the water is whenever oh. I finally saw it go after it. Yep. And so That's I kind of freaked out, but I got to yep. try no, to it, remember to, the prop, not, not to freak yeah, out. The pr yeah, that prop bait, that propeller, it kind of hypnotizes that fish. So especially those spy baits, a lot of times you'll need to pause it and, and let it wobble back down or jerk it on the top. So good for you for figuring that out. And then just, you know, get back out there, cast it again, do it and see what happens. Okay. You mentioned well, that I was going to say, you did you, did you get the new stick bait in the monster bass box? I think we're going to segue into that in a little bit, but you mentioned a stick bait Texas rig. Did, do you fish it weightless in the winter? Is that what I heard you say? Yes, sir. I, I fish it weightless year round. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And that's and, the cool thing is we're uh, talking uh, about presentation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that, that bait I can fish out here year round. Don't matter what lake it is and, all that and that thing works wonders for me that and the fluke but perfect uh you gotta figure it out on the propeller i ought to get in the monster on that propeller i ought to get in the monster bass uh, shop and buy me a a couple more because i only used that sucker three times and one day it was real windy and it hit a, hit a boat dock cracked Dang. but Ooh. Well, if you can't that find a fantastic bait, though. if you can't find it in the store, let me know next week in the chat, and I'll get you the link for it. Okay. Yeah. Right now, I'm still waiting to see see what comes in the October box. I it's it's on the, in the mail coming my way, but uh, uh, I always get my monster box box late in the in the month. Well, I can change but, that for you. If you ever want to get it earlier in the month or if anyone that's listening wants it earlier in the month, you can just email us at support at monsterbass.com. Ask them to change your renewal date to the first of the month, and it'll ship out sooner rather than later. Okay. Fantastic. All right, man. Thank you so much for I calling in. appreciate all time. Yeah, I appreciate you. All right. All right, all right we got one more caller. Patrick Schaefer, who's actually crushing it in the uh, in the comments, didn't win, but had a couple really good ones. Go for it. Hello. What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Good. How are you, man? Oh, pretty good. And yes, Chris, my my comment was a compliment on you. I always like talking to people that have got a lot of life experiences and stuff because they always usually got pretty good stories. Yeah, thanks. I see. I I no. knew Rafi. Yeah. Renaissance, yeah, no man. I, thank you. <laughs> no offense taken, Patrick. <laughs> also, Rafi, I am I'm a fireman. I'm at work right now. So if I say I gotta go, I'm not trying to hang up on you. I really do have to go. But Fair. so far, we're good. Uh but yeah, I live down here in Texas also, and I think it was Chauncey was talking about Fayette. 
and I live about an hour and a half from Fayette uh, here in Texas, and it's the power plant lake. And this summer, I went and fished it, and it was the water temperature, even away from the uh, discharge, was probably 95 to 96 degrees in some areas. So it got pretty rough on some of these power plant lakes just because you have the heated water on top of it already, you know, being hot outside because it was pretty hot here in Texas for couple months can i ask can i ask you do the uh, fish go is is the lake deep enough is it cooler down deep and do the fish go deep during the summertime yeah they went pretty deep i have a the hummingbird 360 and i could see them down there pretty deep i couldn't get them to bite anything i threw all kinds of different baits and you know from texas rigs to carolina rigs crank baits anything I could try just to get anything. And I talked to another guy that was out there at the same time I was, and he had fished a little bit longer than I did and caught one. Uh, but I, I actually live on or closer to Lake Conroe, which my neighborhood kind of sits on Lake Conroe. Uh, and out there, they kind of ran deep. But even in, like, September, it was hot, and I talked to a guy, and they were catching all their feet fish in four feet of water or less so it was kind of interesting i was fishing deep trying to fish brush piles and was catching a few little ones and i talked to him and they were catching seven pounders in four foot of water so it's kind of weird up here this year normally it seems like they go deep but this year they kind of they were kind of in a mixture of both that's awesome. No, it's, I've always wondered because I've talked to a few people. They said it it switches structurally from time to time, and the fish will go. It's almost like a roll reversal in the winter time. We have our fish go deep summertime if it's so hot. The fish will retreat and try to find some cooler water. Right. So good on good on you finding them and seeing them and, and trying to figure out the baits. That's what this whole thing's all about is is figuring out the pattern and finding a way to put that fish in the boat. So um, do you do you prefer winter fishing? Do you prefer summer fishing? Do you like the cold weather? Uh, I'm actually with y'all. I don't like being cold. I think 70 degrees is cold and I'll put a sweatshirt on when it's 70 degrees, which is why I live in Southeast Texas. Uh, but, yeah, and I guess you're, you chose the right occupation I, I, also. Yeah, staying yeah, warm. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I feel like I do better fishing when it's colder than I do when it gets really hot. But I don't like being cold, so I bundle up. And that's what's funny is, like, this Lake Fayette, it's 30 degrees, and you're bundled up, and there's steam coming off, and the water's, you know, still 75 or 80, and you kind of debate on whether it'd be nicer just to swim around in the water to stay warm than it would be to fish. I'd, I'd fish in a float. Yeah, get in a float tube and get out there and get after it. That sounds like good times. <laughs> yeah. Right? So... But I, this last year, I caught a lot of fish in the wintertime using an Alabama rig, uh, swimming it past brush piles and, and creek channels. I, there's a couple of creek channels that have some trees that are kind of growing up in the middle of the creek channel. And anywhere from 15 to 20 feet of water, and sometimes they were suspended in the top of it. Uh, and then I'd catch them. I said I'd catch them in. 15 foot of water on a Carolina rig on the bottom too. So they were kind of all over the place. Most of them seemed like they were closer to the bottom, but this is my first yeah, year to, I just got a new boat. And so I was first year to throw that Alabama rig. 
Nice. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Next time you catch a couple fish on an A rig like that, you know, change it up and try to try to mimic that same setup and do a spinner bait at the same depth, just to prove to yourself. And these are these fun things in bass fishing. A lot of people will get on a pattern and they stay exactly with that pattern and just run it out to the success is gone. I really try to encourage people take a, a bait, find success, and then take another bait and try to duplicate the same presentation. So an A-Rig, like I said at the beginning of the show, is kind of a, it's a full version. The the spinner bait is like a half version of that A-Rig. And you can fish them at the exact same depth. So give that a shot and let us know sometime. Awesome. Yeah, thanks so much for calling in. All right, thanks, we need Patrick. to transition. So we were talking about the worms. And, uh, you know, we put this worm, I think, yeah, there you go. Zoom in on him. I got it. So let me, let, me, let me just hold that right there. So we got a worm with the back. Okay, so we put this we put this in the box, and we asked you guys to help us name it. And uh, I got to tell you, some of you guys gave us some really horrible names, and some of you gave us some really interesting names. So here's what I want you to do right now. I'm going to read some off, but what I'd like you to do is go into the chat, and I'd like you to tell me what you think we should name this bait. Chris, do you, want me can I, can I, do you want me to describe this first? Yeah, yeah, you can describe so it. Let's, your, let's, I, let's I go into Chris. <laughs> yeah, go, go, go solo to Chris, yeah. So I just put a little post on social media, uh, Mr. Wish I Was Fishing. So this bait is a great stick bait. It I like to hold baits when they're plastic kind of from the side and see the flexibility of it. If this bait is going to be swallowed by a bass, can it fold up? Can the hook penetrate, come through when you're setting the hook? But it is a standard stick bait by all practical purposes, but it's ribbed. So if you think of the ribbing going down this bait and then a nice little touch here, when this is retrieved on the fall, whatever, it has this tail end. It's not a fork tail. So it kind of has a little, a serpentine tail that has a little bump in it and it, it wiggles and it tickles and it, it does its thing. So I, when I mentioned these words of the description, I think I entice people to give it some inappropriate names. I, yeah. I do want to hear what are some of those names that you've heard yeah, yeah. Rick so far? <laughs> okay. So yeah. I asked you guys, I, I, I asked people to survey and, 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 and give me some names and I'm going to name some of the ones that we're obviously not going to go with because I just can't see my baits ever being on the, uh, rack at uh, Bass Pro Shops with these names, but I'm going to read them off anyways. The Tickle Stick, the Pickle Sniffer, your mom's <laughs> special drawer, uh, Creepy Uncle Bob, Fuzz Lightyear, the Jerkin Gherkin, <laughs> the Bone Ranger, and uh, the French Tickler. Um, I feel like all of these would be wildly, not for Bass Pro Shop, but maybe Dick's. Yeah. Dick Sports. Yeah. Dick, yeah, yeah, Dick yeah. Sports. Yes. Yes. I want to make sure we're clear yeah. on that. Back to the mic, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Do we oh, have yeah. do we have anything in the chat? Like, do we have any names? We've got Green Godzilla, the Slither Stick. Isn't Slither Stick ma the name of the Guggen's bait? The Humdinger, Ripple Worm. Rib for my pleasure. Uh that's it. <laughs> hey oh. Monster bass rigging sticks. I'm partial to uh, the person who named it your mom's special drawer. Yeah, we're not going to go with that. What do you, I, I, here's, here, I'm going to read, I'm going to read off a name that someone, that, that someone came up with. Uh, and uh, I think it might be a good name, 
but I'd like to know what everyone thinks. Again, keeping in mind what the shape is. What about Dirk Wiggler? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like yeah, that name. Uh, Dirk Wiggler. That's a sna- hey, pass me one of those Dirk Wigglers over there. Yeah. I think the fish are on that. Yeah. They're all over that thing right They're now. They're all <laughs> over the wig- the Dirk Wiggler. <laughs> I mean, it's either that or uh, Ticking the Top's uh, suggestion of calling it George, which is pretty <laughs> solid. <laughs> Wait a minute! Didn't uh, didn't what's his name, Junior, have a magazine called George? Yes, yeah. he did. Yeah, JF- JFK Junior. Yeah, remember that? I'm just dating myself. All right, let's go. Uh, we're not gonna do, we're gonna skip the uh, November box preview because it didn't come, uh, but we are gonna go to what's in the box. And uh, I do have. We only got one this week. And uh, that's kind of disappointing. I, I love it's getting It's from mad. Amazon? It's from Amazon. Um, nice. And uh, I got, a, I got a, an email about this today, letting me know it was coming. So uh, I want to thank, um, I want to thank uh, Nino Scalia uh, for sending <laughs> this in today. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm just going to summarize what he wrote. He said that, you know, last week you guys were eating the, um, the those Trader Joe's ghost pepper potato chips and it didn't, you looked disappointed that they weren't hot. And so I thought I would get you something that would uh, uh, really make you happy. And uh, so he dared us uh, fix uh, Rafi and myself, since we're in one location, he dared us to try this. And what it comes in five progress. These are, uh, the new death nuts, <laughs> the world's, <laughs> the world's hottest death peanuts. Nuts. And it's all about putting hot nuts in your mouth. And, uh, there's five versions and it goes from, Getting started, which is mild, and it says all the way up to the death nut, which is two times Carolina Reaper, Moruga Scorpion, 13 million Scoville level. Oh, boy. I'm so um, excited for you guys. This is fun. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, so, yeah, again, you, I want you guys to know you don't have to do this. But, yeah, you do. Yeah, I mean, they sent it on. to us. I yeah, mean, it'd be do, disrespectful. Do we, if they sent it to <laughs> I mean... Uh, thank you, Nino Scalia. Uh, yeah. I, that would require you, Rafi, to come all the way over here to do this. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And can you, on the way over, grab grab some milk? I think we need to make sure we're okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. No yeah, milk. All right, I'm going to go. Chris, I'll be right back. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I guess, by the way, uh, shout out to Beth Langston for wanting to name that thing the limp pickle. But what about the bony pickle? (laughs) pickle. I'm not saying there's nothing bony about it. No, but it's it's Halloween. How about the wiggle pickle? The wiggle pickle. I mean, like this is the ribbed pickle. Like there's a lot. We're going to come up with some good names. Like I think this thing just fishing specific we'll, we'll get a good name can i give a boy a prize i think blind eye fishing has been talking a lot in the chat over there oh and he, yeah he says i i have a dad bass body he had some funny comments that i think we have some 
some good information for maybe some future monster bass shirts. So I'm going to give my prize to Blind Eye Fishing today. Right. Let, me, let me congratulate Blind Eye Fishing then for winning two weeks in a row for Wait two different reasons. Yeah. Oh, I feel wow. like I'm being set up here. Oh, boy. Am I being set up? Is, is, is Rafi not coming? No, I'm coming. I guess not. Robbie, are we going to try this stuff or what? I mean, while you were gone, uh, uh, Chris was Give giving it. away one of your watches that's in your room. Oh. Don't worry about it. A man only needs one watch. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So do we even try number one? It's Carolina Reef. No. So we just yeah, go straight to watch. Let's try number one. Go right, to three. Let's try number, let's try number five, one. Yeah. Oh, so disappointing. I know I, my face was just in disgust last week when you're eating those chips because it, it wasn't hot. I don't yeah. Come on, fix. This makes me nervous. Oh, boy. Oh, wait. Extremely hot. Wear gloves. Oh, right. Don't scratch your <laughs> Oh, yeah. Eye. Don't scratch, don't scratch your, your eyes. Ra hey, Rafi. Have... He's coming. Rafi, on top of my don't... fridge are barbecue gloves. Rafi. No, you can feed each other. Don't no, worry no, about Rafi, the gloves. Rafi, on top of my fridge don't... are barbecue gloves. We, we shouldn't touch these things. Yeah. <laughs> Grab yeah, the gloves. Uh, th three gloves. Three gloves. Run. You guys are fine. I'm t I have all confidence uh, in the world. Don't touch it. If you have a pet, keep your animals away from you because we don't want the pets to get hurt. You, oh, you, guys are, you guys are fine. Okay. You guys this are says, fine. How far did Just you go? Them. Post your video and oh. show the world. If, ah. We can show them the live stream. I mean. Boy, what do we get? <laughs> so it doesn't. If you filmed. Oh, if you filmed the Death Nut Challenge experience. Please tag us and let us know. All wow. Right. No milk. I think it's being filmed. It's being filmed. We're not allowed to chew the entire thing for 15 seconds. Wait 60 seconds for it till advancing to the next level. We're, listen, we're just going to put hot nuts in our mouth and move on. Okay. I'm really nervous. Gosh, so am I, actually. Okay. Got to hey, get on a plane tomorrow. Good thing I don't have anything important to do tomorrow either. <laughs> oh, it's all right. Gosh. It only it only hurts twice. Once going in, once going out. Hey, what about calling? What if we call this worm the edamame? Like I think this looks like a person said a bean pot or something, a string bean. Okay. What the black the black glove? I was, he did that yeah, for so all well. my barbecuing. All right, let's he do this. Like a doctor. Okay. You see a doctor with a black glove, run. You run for your life. <laughs> <laughs> run. He's not a doctor. You want me to feed you, Rafi? I can feed you. Yeah. Fix, can I get some volume in here so I can hear? Uh, here, you'll have to wear this one. Why don't you guys share headphones like you're back in when I was in high school? All right. Are you coming here to eat one? God. Take, uh, I'll, I'll eat it from here. Yeah, yeah. Take. Pick up your, your nut. <laughs> Which one's this? This is number one, just a little taster. It's right. a little teaser. Okay. Do, do we need to wait or we just eat? No, we just eat. Okay. Don't pet my dog either. You can pet your dog's eyes. Holy fuck. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Rafi, you told me to make this sure that this is not a kid's show, right? Yeah, this is not bad. <laughs> That's fine. That's a... Uh, it's not bad. That one's not bad, but I, I, that was a shot across the bow. Okay, hurry know, up, fix. I know what we're in store for. <laughs> yeah, this is not good. This is not good. I feel great. This is fine. 
It is. Not a problem. <laughs> that was level one. Okay, level two. How many levels are there? Five. Oh my <laughs> God. That was. Oh. Okay. Ugh. This is part oh, of your employee oh bonus pro program. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. That was significantly hotter. <laughs> yeah, keep Whoa. going. Um, let's. Wow. This is fun for everybody. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Here you go, Fix. I don't know if this is a good idea. Yeah, it is. It's a great one. Oh, this is fun. Right, number three? Yeah, hold on. Oh. I can throw these back in the box. We're never going to eat more than these, right? No. Okay. All right, ready? <sighs> number three. Level three, right? All right, let's, keep, let's go. Level three, those that are just listening on the Spotify podcast have no idea. We've got three people eating spicy oh. nuts. We're doing the death nut challenge. And we are now on to number four, where the pain sets in. Two, <laughs> two Carolina Reapers, seven pot doula peppers. Whatever that means. What's a pot doula pepper? Oh. Making up peppers. All right, fix. That one, that one wasn't bad. Make sure you lick your lips. Hey, fix, lick your lips. Make sure you lick them. You want to spread that. You don't want to have that oil just in your mouth. You want yeah, to spread it all around. Fix. Here you go, fix. This is for you, buddy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Four. Okay. This that, is four? That was four. Rick, did you do a bait and switch? Two Carolina Reapers, seven pot doula peppers. Okay. Oh. We remember Fix is the dramatic one in the family. It's a hot. Yeah, this one's fine. Okay. It's kind of like it's burning my throat. Like I could feel <sighs> the path of the swallow because it's just on <laughs> fire. Oh, All right, Fix. <laughs> Anybody sweating yet? Do you feel hot? Like is it is this really like taking over the body or is it just like wasabi I'm, I'm where it goes away? I'm sweating a little bit. My mouth. Right. Okay. All right. So this last one is the death nut. 13 million on the Scoville capsaicin crystals. I mean, I don't feel, I don't feel a thing like that. See, it wasn't even hot for you guys. No. I mean, look, it's going to burn on the way out, like for sure. But it's not. Yeah. It's not sign a waiver horrible. No. It's. I was <coughs> expecting worse. I almost ruined my cousin's wedding. <coughs> um, where was it? I think it was in Columbus, Ohio. We went to a uh, Quaker Steak and Lube, and they had these hot. Oh, wings, I've seen that. Hot wings. We had to sign a waiver for it, and it was fine going in, but it. Decided to mm. all come out the next day, like during the entire wedding. Awful. <sighs> Did you guys like switch them or something? Uh, we just had the death knot. <sighs> Two times Carolina Reaper, Moraruga Scorpion. 13 million on the Scoville level. Hot challenge accepted. Hot <sighs> nuts, death nut 2.0, baby. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, I can feel it in my stomach, though. This is not oh. going to be good later. I only feel it on my on, on, in the uh, back of my tongue. 
I might go home and like cut a fart and amaze <laughs> <mace> my wife. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's give away some stuff. Uh, Fix, can you right. call out? The, I'm gonna uh, go back to my room. Uh, gosh. Um. Yes. Here you go. Uh, Take that. Throw that whole thing out. Yeah. Throw, Thank throw you. Throw that away. Throw that away. All right. I did pick somebody. I have it here. I just got to find it. Okay. Um, the winner for Golden Ticket. That is really hot. Lone Wolf, uh, 2873. I picked ticket M31478. Email marketing at monsterbass.com and send a picture with your ticket. And uh, yeah, send it to marketing <coughs> at monsterbass.com. <coughs> and yeah, that's. Uh, that's my winner, and <coughs> yeah. So, so Chris, you picked you picked blind eye fishing oh, in the chat. Yeah, blind eye. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say thanks, Beth. Beth is over there entertaining me as well with some of the comments. So, Beth Langston, I appreciate the feedback in the chat and the funny names with the enamame. I think they were saying instead of edamame, oh. and some uh, some good names over there. So good good chat this week for sure. Thanks. Walking oh. makes it hot. <laughs> Uh, Walking was hard. Yeah. Oh, this is really hot. So, just before we, uh, I, I just to prolong the pain for Jared. What are we going to talk about next week? Hey, can we can we talk about specific cold water techniques? I think we'll we'll go to the lines here. But I was I was thinking, you know, we're going to have monster bass. Isn't it cold water all month in November? And then we'll go into some specific techniques, specific baits, maybe specific gear to stay warm. Is that what we're going towards? Sure. Yes, it is. I walked away from the milk. Darn. Yeah, well, that's all right. Mm. Don't worry. You my, had, fridge is, my fridge is full of coconut milk and plant-based stuff and, you know, all the stuff we have here in California. Do you have any uh, blue uh, algae or sea moss or whatever it is? <laughs> I'm He's sure I do. Okay. All right. Uh, the answer to your question, Chris, is yes. It is cold water month all month long in November. And I agree. We probably should talk about something specific like a cold water fishing technique. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm ready. When you breathe, your tongue gets hotter. <sighs> yeah. yeah. My, tongue, my tongue actually feels like it's growing. So uh, I'm going to say if we can get a glimpse of that new box and then pinpoint a couple of those baits that are coming up, then we'll, we'll dive into the techniques that we can present some instruction to, to make sure that they're going to catch some fish on. Yeah, we yeah. can do that for sure. That's you're not it. wrong, blind eye. You're not wrong. <laughs> All right. Well, it was a great show until about five minutes ago. Yeah, Chris, you might have to you might have to take us out because we've already taken ourselves out. Hey, you know what? Thanks for everybody calling in. I think we had great chats, good interaction. Winter time. I mean, I hate the cold weather, but we're gonna get through it. That's the beauty of it. And at some point, we're gonna all come back to warm weather. That's the joy where we can all be heroes again, catching fish in the springtime. We'll we'll definitely help you find some fish this winter. Next week, we'll be talking about some specific techniques. And hey, Rick is looks like he's about to throw up. So we get, <laughs> I thought about to... it. I thought about it. Like, could I? Oh, Should, would that be helpful? <laughs> yeah, a, a big thank you to yeah. Nino Scalia for hooking us up with hot nuts. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's going to come out up top or down below. You're going to feel it either way. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Good job. All right. Yeah. Bye, guys. <laughs>
Sweep the leg. Oh. <laughs> 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 <laughs>